Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, listen up. I know these days when you watch the news, it feels like it's one hit after another and it's all bad news for the economy. Well, let me give you some good news. It's not all that bad when it comes to real estate. Let me explain. You see, a year ago, man, real estate was hot, hot, hot. Everybody and their brother was trying to go out and buy another house. What did that mean? It was so competitive that a lot of folks got discouraged. So let me ask you, have you thought about buying a house in the last couple of years, but maybe just couldn't win a bid? I used to hear that all the time. Well, now is the time to buy. Yes, interest rates have creeped up a little bit, but what that's created is an opportunity for you. A year ago, it wasn't uncommon for there to be more than a dozen offers on a home, many of which were over list. That is not the case today. So if you got discouraged once before about trying to buy a new house, now's the time to take another look. Now, yes, interest rates have creeped up a little bit, but you're not going to overpay for the home. But here's what you will do. You'll stop throwing your money away on rent, and now you'll get a greater tax deduction. That's right. You see, at the end of the year, you're going to get a statement from your mortgage company that shows how much interest you paid, and you get to write all of that interest off. That means you could get a huge tax deduction. You never get that as a renter. Not only that, homes are still going up in value. Don't believe the hype. All of the economists believe long-term real estate always works out. Let me give you an example. Maybe way back when in the housing collapse of 2008, you bought in 2007 and maybe overpaid. Buddy, if you hung in there, that house is worth a whole heck of a lot more now. If you've played in the stock market, you know what I'm talking about. You only lose money when you throw in the towel. Real estate long-term always performs well. So here's my advice to you. Date the rate, marry the house. Find the house that you and your family love long-term because here's what's not long-term, these higher rates. I've yet to see a single economist who doesn't agree with me that rates are going to return. So doesn't it make sense to get the house you want right now? And then when rates improve, man, just get a lower monthly payment. In the meantime, you'll enjoy a greater tax deduction And that property is going to continue to appreciate, meaning you're building equity and wealth for yourself. Not only that, how about this? We're going to save you some cash at buywithconrad.com. We're going to give you the peace of mind of a seven-year guarantee. When rates improve over the next seven years, not if, but when, that's my prediction, we'll refinance you again with no new origination points. Think about that. That could save you thousands of dollars and give you the peace of mind of knowing that you got the right house for your family right now. And then when the rates improve, man, get a lower monthly payment. Now you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but you do need to hurry to buywithconrad.com. That's the first step. You tell us how much you want to put down and what you want your monthly payment to be. 
We get you approved and then you go shopping just like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Seriously, if you've thought about buying a house over the last couple of years, but you got discouraged, now's the time to take another look. Let me run the numbers for you right now. You'll be glad you did at buywithconrad.com. DDP Snake Pit fans, what's going on? It's time for another edition of the Snake Pit right here on Podcast Heat and AdFreeShows.com. I, of course, am John Alba, joined as I am every single week by the two bona fide Hall of Famers themselves, Mr. Diamond Dallas Page and Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. But, gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us this week, don't we, Diamond Dallas Page? That's right, buddy. We got JD, Jim Duggan, in the house. So, uh, and it's our first streaming attempt. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, before we start the show, I just want to congratulate The Rock on number one in the box office. Uh, you know, Jimmy, you just said, freaking, you know, make us look good. Rock makes us look really good. <laughs> what, what a career this guy's having, man. Uh, and number one at the box office again, opening up uh, with his uh, uh, Black Adam. Uh, really, congratulations, buddy. Okay, so uh, Jake. How, how are we going to run this one today? I'll tell you, I know this guy real good. Too good, actually. And, and I have some questions. You have some questions, but I want to ask you a question, and then we'll let Jim tell the truth. Oh, so he has to tell the truth. Well, wrestler's <laughs> honor. Wrestler's honor. <laughs> Stole that one, Jim. Ha ha. Okay. Well, wait, wait, excuse me, fellas. Before you guys get going, you know I'm old school, so the first thing old hacksaw Jim Duggan's got to do, gotta be kind of flares me up nowadays. You know, gets the blood flowing, gets the hair standing up on end, gets the hair in the lungs, gets old hacksaw ready to take a nap. I mean, get going. <laughs> Darn with it's a promo. So I like it. It's, it's so good. Yeah, if you're going to be a wrestler, be a wrestler. That's why I love those football players. Oh, I had a good game, and he had a good game, and I hope I have a good game next week. If you're going to be a wrestler, you're going to say, what you're going to do, who you're going to do it to, and what time the show starts, tough guy. <laughs> Debra, cut him off. <laughs> I had my coffee this morning, brother. Oh, God. He's been to McDonald's already. <laughs> no, no, actually, I'm out, I'm out here on the farm. The I, I, the rooster didn't get in the pen last night, slept outside my window. So I got up early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for you. Let me. I'm, I'm going to ask Dallas a question, and then, Jim, you can straighten Don't ask him that one, though, Jake. Leave that one okay. alone, brother. All right. How about <laughs> – We go to a Catholic school as a kid. Catholic schools again? Yeah. You know, where they have to wear the suit and tie. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. Being a policeman's son. Right. His dad was a very great captain. He was a, he was the real deal. I met the man. He was such a sweetheart. God, I used to, oh, man. So but, do I think he went to a Catholic school? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that, but. Uh, Jim? Yes, actually, I did. St. Mary's Academy, Glens Falls High, you know, my three, I have three older sisters, they all graduated from St. Mary's, and of course, I was a, a pretty good athlete in high school, and my dad, being the uh, far-sighted man he was, he realized from playing in a little small high school like St. Mary's 
wasn't going to get me the exposure that I need. I went up to Glens Falls High, which was a big scandal in our in our town because that was a big rivalry. I left St. Mary's, went up to Glens Falls High, of course, got all kinds of exposure and ended up playing my college ball at SMU. But, yeah, from uh, kindergarten to uh, high school, I went to St. Mary's Academy. Sport, hey, sport did, coat and tie. Didn't you wear a sport coat and tie when you went to high school, too? Yeah, I did. I was a very conservative kid until I got into wrestling. I, even when I went to SMU, you know, I was a pretty straight kid. I went on a recruiting trip. You're not going to believe who picked me up on the recruiting trip. One of the guys, Tully Blanchard. Oh, God. Yeah, what, what is, I mean, what is he? He was playing at SMU, but he transferred, went to North Texas. But he was there on my recruiting trip. So I flew into Dallas, my first plane trip ever. You know, I, I was recruited by many schools, a lot of them close to home. My folks, folks were like, no, go to Texas. <laughs> so I flew down to Dallas. I took my sport coat and tie off on the plane as we were landing in Old Love Field. I put my sport coat and tie back on. I put my tie on over the collar. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it. I got off the plane, all the coaches and guys are reading. They were looking at each other like, look at this guy. Lens falls high. <laughs> so you wore a jacket and tie all in through high school, man. high school and in college. Nobody else had it. No, not in college. I, I got a little more wild in college, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't so. So I started wrestling. I uh, and that was a I, when I started wrestling. I came home with long hair and a beard. My three sisters started crying. <laughs> like, Jimmy, what's happened to you? I said, I'm trying to make a living. <laughs> Let me ask yeah. you, while you were going, you were going to uh, SMU and playing football for them, you were also wrestling too? No, no. This is after. No, no, no. I, but actually, I met Fritz von Erich going to SMU, opened that door. I went down to SMU, I met Fritz von Erich, and he suggested wrestling. And I blew him off. I'm like, I'm going to be playing pro ball for 10 years. <coughs> Excuse me. And I went to the Falcons. I got hurt during preseason, got cut the next year. I went up to Canada. I played a little bit with the Argonauts in Toronto. Realized as an offensive guard, I had no long future in football. Gave Fritz a call. He opened, what a huge gift he gave me. Because back then, if you weren't somebody's son or like uh, related to somebody in the business, you didn't get in. I was a total outsider. I knew nothing about wrestling. I never watched it. And Fritz, Fritz brought me down to the Sportatorium and gave me the gift of professional wrestling. And I started off as Big Jim Duggan. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> clean, clean shaven, short hair, and a long yeah. old bathrobe. <laughs> Yeah, when he left college, he was doing, you know, he had the hair short, you know, and he's drinking wine spritzers, you know. No, I was a totally hair. different guy. Yeah, razor cut hair, gold chains. Well, we were at the disco back then. And of course, when I went to Fritz, uh, he hooked me up with Gino Hernandez, who became one of my good friends in my life, Gino. And uh, of course, Gino was gorgeous, Gino. And I'm, I'm Big Jim Duggan. Hi. Want a date? <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, Gino, we're going to all the finest discos in Dallas, and I'm just like, oh, wow. Uh, so Gino really took me under his wing back then, and I left uh, left Texas, went up to New York. And I, you can find it on the YouTube and stuff. I worked with Hogan as Big Jim Duggan. I worked with uh, Slaughter. The first thing I tried to do was get out of the Cobra Clutch. So Vince Sr., the old man, and Arnie Scolan called me in the office. And, they, you know, everything's cigar, cigar smoke. They're all smoking cigars. They're like, kid, 
You might have a future, but come up with something better than Big Jim and get rid of that gold bathrobe. <laughs> I had a gold bathrobe. I try to spice it up. You know, a young kid, you try whatever. You know, so I'm wearing a gold bathrobe to the ring. They can get rid of that gold bathrobe. So they said, we're going to send you out to learn to wrestle. And I'm like, oh, where are you guys going to send me? You know, they're like, we're going to send you to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? So I went to Hawaii. I worked for the high chief, Peter Maivia. Haku was over there. We were making 40 bucks a week, eat a lot of pineapple, you know, uh, learning. That. And over there, I was the convict. I wore a mask, you know, and because uh, I'm wrestling Roman, I'm still a pretty young kid. They're like, put a mask on. <laughs> so I got a bit, again, trying to spice things up. I put C's on my mask for the convict. So I stomp on down to the ring, and the fans are like, convict, why'd you put those ears on your mask? <laughs> I said, they're not ears, they're C's for the convict. <laughs> so, so, so that didn't work. <laughs> But you know, I, I like to say, you know, I worked with the Rock's uh, uh, grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia. I worked with the Rock's father, uh, Rocky Johnson. And I made it to Rock at WrestleMania. Hello! No chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one for you. Do you think, well, this should be an easy one. Do you think Jim's the kind of guy that would go to the circus the circus. The circus. Okay. And steal or borrow a gorilla suit <laughs> and then break into a wrestling show. My answer would be no. Jim? Well, actually, if you want to cut hair, I like to call her straight down the middle. I didn't steal the gorilla suit and the fans, I didn't break into the wrestling show. But there's more to the story. It's loser leave town, junkyard dog versus Ted DiBiase, and of course, dog's a top guy in the mid south. No, in no way, dog's going to lose, right? So me and DiBiase come up with a great idea. I dress in a complete gorilla outfit. <laughs> I got a bunch of balloons, and I'm standing in front of the TV studio, and the fans are like, "Oh, gorilla, you want to come to the matches?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, 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 oh." <laughs> they bring me in the matches and the whole match I'm cheering on the baby faces passing on the balloons finally it's Dog and DiBiase and they're battling Dog takes a bump out of the ring I get up I brush him off he turns around boom I hit him in the back of the head I post him pull that mask off the people are like <gasps> It's Dugan. It's cockeyed Dugan. <laughs> it's the convict. And I, and I wouldn't get hot about the cockeyed deal, but it'd be like, it's David it ain't Dugan, I'll tell you. And Dog, what a great angle. Dog had lost a loser leave town, but he came back as Stagger Lee under the mask, and we can never unmask him to prove it was Dog. <laughs> So if you're listening to DDP Snake Pit, there's a good chance that you know sports and you pick winners all the time. So why not actually get paid for doing that with MyBookie? MyBookie is the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on the NFL, NCAA, or swing for the fences with the brand new money bag. 
The MyBookie money bag is a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spin for crazy odds on props and futures. Just place your bet, spin the wheel, and get ready to score epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up free today and use that promo code SNAKEPIT, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. That is $1,000. Again, that's promo code SNAKEPIT to claim your deposit bonus and give yourself the competitive edge. It's not just a sports book. It's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Yeah, we, we we pushed the edge back then. <laughs> oh man, that was some, that was some angles. Great, great stuff. So one of the things JD we had talked about years and years ago when Jake came into the crib to stay with me and turn around every once in a while, me and you were talking and say, "So how's Slippery doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my nickname for him. Yeah, how'd, you know, Jake. <laughs> After 40 years together, just kind of developed, brother. <laughs> no, you know, actually, Jake was, uh, he probably would have been my best man in my wedding, but my dad, God bless him, was my best man. Like uh, Jake said, he knew my dad. I joke, everywhere else in the world, I'm Hacksaw Duggan in Glens Falls to this day. Uh, that's Chief Duggan's kid. Grew up on Keenan Street, the little bastard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know Jake, he was, he, he was a head usher in my wedding, uh, and we've been friends for many, many years, and I could be, I'm sure he hasn't told you my nickname for <laughs> that he uses on me. You know, it's slippery. It, it just kind of fits. You know, that's what I, that's what I, I tell everybody. I say, you know, everybody says, oh, Hacksaw, you're getting up there, brother. I said, well, Flair and Hogan still call me kid, and Jake says he's younger, but I want to see a birth certificate. <laughs> when did you graduate, Jim? High school. Uh, pardon? When did you graduate high school? What year? 73. 73. So you're Same as me. Yeah. 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 Glens Falls High. And actually, you know, uh, football was my main sport. I won the state wrestling championship undefeated super heavyweight New York State. And my shot put record stands today in my high school. <laughs> I'm like, get those kids some Cheerios up there, man. It's not that good of a toss. But almost 50 years later, my, my shot put record still stands. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, highly recruited. and uh, But I ended up playing uh, down in Texas, which worked out great because uh, I met Fritz. I had, a ple- I had the pleasure of uh, meeting a very famous football coach who had coached Jim a little bit at school. Uh, Lou Holtz. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Lou Holtz, when he was at Notre Dame, we used to wrestle right there on the Notre Dame campus. And Lou Holtz came came over, and he's, I'm like, oh my God, it's Lou Holtz. And he's like, yeah, I'm looking for uh, James Duggan. They're like, what? Oh, Hacksaw. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not here, but uh, he had a couple of stories to tell me about Jim uh, coming down to. Try out or whatever they're doing, take time in them. Recruiting. Oh, yeah. 
Jim yeah, got a that, limit. And back then, they, they didn't have a limit on. Oh, excuse me, Jay. Go ahead, buddy. I got to finish it. Finish it. You're doing it. Go no, ahead, I just was saying there was a, no limit on recruiting trips. So I, I made six different recruiting trips. And of course, I came back, back from Ohio State. Woody Hayes was coaching at Ohio State. And I got off the plane, and my mom and dad picked me up. And I'm like, I'm playing for Woody. And my mom grabs me. And she goes, Jim, come here. You'll just be a number at Ohio State. At SMU, you got a good chance of starting as a freshman, which I did, and I set a record for consecutive starts at SMU. But the offensive line coach from SMU had came up to Glens Falls, way up closer to Montreal than New York City, and he had a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. He was right out of Dallas in the 70s, and my mom fell in love with him, man. <laughs> coach Cutberth, and uh, that's probably the main reason I ended up at SMU. And actually, I just went. I just. I just went back uh, last week. SMU played Navy. Uh, we flew into Dallas. We went to the game. Got down on the field, and uh, George Bush flipped the coin. So Secret Service came over and searched me. And <laughs> it was. Uh, it was great. All my offensive line buddies. Actually, they've a lot of them done very, very well coming out of SMU, and uh, we had a great time in Dallas. So let me ask you: When was the first time you met Jake? I think mid south. Yeah, I might have. Yeah, where we got to talk, we might have been in dress rooms. You know, of course, back then I was, you know, because I went from uh, Texas to New York to Hawaii to uh, Atlanta, where I still went back to the Big Jim Duggan deal. I was working with Charlie Cook in Atlanta, so I might have met you in Atlanta there sometime, Jay. Then uh, when uh, Arne Anderson came in. I didn't get along with Orange, so I left it. I went to work with the Fullers down in Pensacola. <laughs> and it was great, man. I was living on the beach with this little stripper, Luke, and Butch were down there, Joel and Duke. We were all in this one motel, and, 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 and you pay off guy. You get any way you wanted to get a bag of weed, 400 bucks, whatever combination you wanted. <laughs> oh. Because, you know, I, I tell folks back, you know, even our, our generation, as you know, guys, people try to compare us to sports teams. They say, no, our generation, we're more like a rock and roll band than your sports team. Different city, different country. It's a, a different lifestyle. It's just not a job. And people, oh, you're different than football. I'm like, yeah, we're weird, way different than football. <laughs> well, I know. More like I the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I met his uh, older sister's. And uh, his older sisters, the oldest one, she don't play around. She she's still in the uh, law system, Jim. No, no, uh, she's retired now. But yeah, retired yeah, she was now? a judge for a while. That's why she knew yeah. Jake so well. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Just, just for that, just for that, I'm telling you. Did you know that they used to take him and dress him up because he was the baby, right? <laughs> They play dress up with Jim. They dress him up as women, of course. Well, they they quit when I turned fourteen. Yeah, when I turned fourteen, they knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> Except for weekends. Yeah. Well, hi Deborah. <laughs> yeah. so, so coming up, so JD, coming up, you work so many different territories, and. Uh, just like what, what sticks out to you? Like, what are your best memories of, uh, you know, coming up, you know, going from one territory to another, you know, what was your best memories? 
the 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 thing that of all the years of forty years in the ring, the thing I remember most because everybody says, you know, well, you're never world champion, you're never tag team champion, you're never intercontinental champion. I'm like, yeah, that was Hacksaw's deal. I don't care if I win the match, as long as I win the fight, tough guy. Oh, but you know, the, the deal is that I won that first uh, Royal Rumble. So everybody's like, oh, you know, you won the first. And that's probably the biggest feather in my cap. But what I remember most, man, of Jake Will can kind of confess, you know, I'm from upstate New York, uh, 220 miles from New York City. My dad would bring us down to Madison Square Garden to the circus, you know, as a kid, you know, the Madison Square Garden. So you can only imagine to have my dad next to me driving to New York City, pull up in front of Madison Square Garden, see Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Andre the Giant. I mean, it was a double whammy, you know, to be main event at the Garden and to be in there with Andre, you know. And no matter what profession you're in, you sell out the Garden, you sell out the Garden. Andre sold out the garden. I was there with him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Jim, if I could follow up on that, Dallas was such a hotbed at that time, right? And you coming up through there, you mentioned getting to know Gino, your work in the Sportatorium, this authentic and iconic pro wrestling venue in its own right. How did Dallas prepare you for those larger stages like MSG and, and get you embedded in the business like that? Not at all, brother. They struck me in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit the ropes a few times with David Manning. He was a referee, you know, and Gary Hart gave me my first pair of trunks. And uh, we were we were at the show one time and somebody didn't show up. And they're like, kid, you got your gear? And I'm like, well, always bring your gear. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> and they threw me in the ring and I was scared to death because, you know, football, you got 10 other guys around you. You got your helmet, you got your shoulder pads. The people are 50 yards away from you. All of a sudden, you're standing up in the middle of a ring with short shorts and patent leather boots. Fans are right there. You feel like a stripper, you know. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I, I was nervous as could be in there. It took me it took me years to learn the business. DiBiase tells the story. Even after I went from there to New York to Hawaii to Atlanta, first time Ted met me in Georgia, he was him and Tommy, a wildfire, and we tagged up. And DiBiase goes. F you and tag wildfire in. I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to learn the business. It sure did. And uh, I, I need a second generation, guys. Jake, Ted, Kurt Henning, Devon Harris, people that grew up in the business are just that much more polished. And the time you spend in the ring with guys like that, you learn a lot. You know, and of course, that was the people say, well, Hacksaw, what was your favorite move? I said, I kick and punch. I'm a brawler. I'm not a wrestler. <laughs> if you want to make some easy bets, Dallas, we got a way to help people do that here on DDP Snake Pit. And that is with my bookie. Your favorite athletes always strive. They always strive to put themselves in a winning position, and it's about time you did too with MyBookie. MyBookie is the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on the NFL, MLB playoffs, play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, that time is now. Make your winning move today, and you can sign up at MyBookie using promo code SNAKEPIT to claim your deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code SNAKEPIT to claim your bonus Experience sports in a whole new light and make the season a winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie Dallas. My New York Yankees, they're in the playoffs right now as we tape this. By the time this airs, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I'm sure hoping it is. 
and uh, if I maybe I'll think about using my bookie to maybe put some money down on them. I got some inside information that uh, Jim had to take a cut and pay to go. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. oh, actually, Oakland <laughs> did that on television right during the height of the SMU scandal because I did come all the way from New York to play in Texas, being recruited by Penn State, Ohio State, Syracuse. You know, I came you know three thousand miles away. So uh, me, Gene Okerlund's like, we're going to talk ha- Hacksaw Duggan, who took a cut and paid to leave SMU and go to Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Can you actually say yeah. that? It's on air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And of course, the yeah. alumni. So at the SMU, all my buddies are calling me like, tell him to stop that. I'm like, yeah, tell me, Gene, to stop it. He'll double down, you know. So that, act like it doesn't bother you, yeah. All those running backs. Oh, I remember doing all that shit. I remember. Yeah. Uh, Plus, they uh, did a great. But now they do. Hey, I tell you, I, I just I was on ESPN. Uh, they had us out there when we were watching the game. They had a little blur on ESPN. They're like, "Axel, uh, what can you say about the SMU Mustangs?" I said, "The SMU Mustangs have the best looking uniforms in the whole country." There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they do with a pony on that helmet. They look good, man. Yeah, they got the, they got some good uh, good things. You know, there was a, there was a time that Jim and I, we were wrestling, uh, of course, WWE, and uh, we got asked to attend a uh, function, and uh, we had no idea what we were going into. Nobody told us anything. There's something uh, to raise money for for the, the kids and this, that, and the other. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll do it. They take us to the Waldorf Astoria. All of a sudden, we're looking around. There's there's 150 athletes of the highest caliber, mm. retired and current. They're all in tuxedos. Jim has a T-shirt on. <laughs> it, was a, it was a tuxedo T-shirt. Tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah. Tuxedo T-shirt. I've got on a white suit. We had no idea we were going there. They, Where the hell did you think you were going? They said to go help at this function. Okay, you didn't tell us yeah. to walk away. need a tuxedo. So somebody should have smartened us up. Well, Jim was Yep. With a tuxedo. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, Bob Costas is the MC and he announces Jim's dressed in his Sunday best. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> and then I made the mistake. Now, we're sitting on stage with, gosh, Jim, do you remember all the people that were up on stage there? No, no, the football, baseball. Who remembers those guys? Football, baseball. Who remembers those? Guys? <laughs> yeah, you know, Hogan, Macho Warrior. People remember those guys. People remember those guys. But then they announced me, and as I walk in, you have to walk out the front of the stage and do a little bow. Bob Costas says, of all things, Jake, where's your snake? You didn't do it. I did. I no, you. I looked didn't. down at my dick. Uh, and the place went quiet. <laughs> I look back to the athletes, and they're all like, they're biting their fingers and stuff. And they don't want to laugh out loud. You know? oh. It was, but it seemed like eternity to walk back. And I could feel nobody knew what he was looking at. Nobody else noticed. I tell you, the, back back in the day, yeah. I walk into the I walk into the building. I come in. I said, "Can somebody find me a two by four and get him a ten foot python?" 
<laughs> well, one thing I know for sure, Jim, is that after all those years of football prepping you for wrestling, you got to be feeling your best. And one of the ways that we feel our best here on DDP Snake Pit is, of course, with our dear pals at Athletic Greens with AG1. What is this stuff that I'm talking about? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, containing less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial, anything, while still tasting good, and it even supports better sleep quality and recovery. It's going to cost you less than $3 a day, by the way. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold-through habit. It's cheaper than getting all those supplements yourself. It is an all-in-one nutritional insurance in Diamond Dallas page. You got it right there in front of you, don't you? Well, the bottom line is I always, when we're, we're going to promo something, I want people to know I'm actually doing it. And yeah, I drink this stuff every single morning. I know Jake yep. does too. Again, because of all the nutritional facts it's got in it, but it's also when it doesn't have it. You know, I'm gluten-free, I'm dairy-free, I'm GMO-free. I'm, I'm eating the healthiest lifestyle that you can eat. And that's what this stuff is. AG1 is, I, I think it's the best product out there right now. And not just because they're advertising with us, because it's the best. Because if it wasn't, I just wouldn't say shit. You know? yeah, it, it definitely makes a difference. I know that. And no doubt it does, because it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one yeah. scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash DDP Snake. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash DDP Snake to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, now, Hacksaw. Wait, wait so go ahead. Let me, let me say, Johnny, let me say, though, before we get into that, and it tastes great. Yeah, big time. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit how healthy something is. If it if tastes I, like shit, it ain't going down my throat. If I can't, if I can't, I can't go. I like that. I'm not going to go. So it's got to taste good. So these guys have got the secret sauce. So check out the AG1. The secret sauce. <laughs> oh my goodness. I do want to ask you, uh, you know, in, in the past year, you, you've had a couple of uh, health snafus and the wrestling world's been very a concerned couple. about you. Uh, well, <laughs> every, everyone wants to know, how are you doing, man? How, how's life treated uh, you health-wise? Are you, you, you look great. You sound great. What's the latest? Oh, update? come on. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm in room 128. <laughs> no, yeah, I've had more than uh, yeah, my rough share of health issues. You know, years ago, I had a kidney cancer almost probably 30 years ago. And early detection saved my life. They cut my kidney out. And uh, not only would I survive it, but I was able to go back to work. And uh, I wrestled for quite a while. I was in the ring at 65. After 65, the wheels fell off, brother. I'll tell you. I, you know, I, I had a I had a heart issue where I had uh, uh, AFib so bad that, that they gave me the paddles uh, 12 different times, uh, three times uh, at three different sessions, uh, or nine times. Excuse me, but but anyway, they gave me a whole bunch of paddles. Didn't work. They ended up going through, giving me an ablation, got the heart thing straight, and then uh, you know, of course, we had the lockdown. And my wife was like, well, you should get your physical. I'm like, I don't need a physical. I feel great. You know, ain't nothing wrong. I went in. My PSA level was a little bit high. 
One thing led to another. I'm sitting in the doctor's office. The doctor comes in and goes, Mr. Duggan, you have the most aggressive form of prostate cancer you can have. Whoa. So it was, uh, uh, no matter what, uh, you hear those words is something you remember your whole life. It doesn't only affect the, the person with cancer. It affected my wife, my two daughters, uh, uh, my whole family. Uh, so I had to go down to Charleston. They did a uh, surgery. They removed my prostate uh, with a the machine called a Da Vinci, a robot. Operated through your belly, surprisingly, to get your prostate. Came back, get the PSA, still had cancer. So they said, Mr. Duggan, now you're going to have to go through eight weeks of radiation, five, uh, you know, five days a week. And uh, obviously there was a point some people saw on my social media. I woke up one night, I was very depressed, feeling sorry for myself. But you go down to those cancer centers and you see the folks that are struggling with chemo. I said, I got nothing to feel bad about. Radiation, there's nothing like chemo, nothing like it. They come in, they go, Mr. Duggan, we're going to do some x-rays. Boom, boom, boom. Come back in, same machine. Mr. Duggan, we're going to do some radiation. Boom, boom, boom. Don't feel nothing. Eight weeks of that. I got to ring the bell, uh, cancer-free, so I feel great. Got to get my checkups because obviously cancer's in my body quite a bit. So I got to get my checkups every three months, but we'll do that. Whatever it takes, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of folks don't realize prostate cancer is more prevalent than breast cancer. Right. One in six men will have prostate cancer. That's like having a revolver playing Russian roulette, one in six. So get your physical, get your PSA checked. They can save your life. Now, like anybody, I was afraid. I was scared to death. Of course. But I went in there and they uh, they pulled it out of me, and I'm still here kicking. Hey, dude, you're you're one you're one tough son of a bitch. Because I remember when you got that uh, that uh, that first kidney cancer. Kidney. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was uh, yeah, that was because uh, I was young then. I mean, that was very terrifying. My daughters were little, and I didn't care about going back to wrestling. I didn't care about anything. I just right. wanted to survive so my daughters could grow up with a dad. And with the grace of God, man, and early detection, you know, it hadn't spread. It was all encapsulated inside my kidney. So they just took the kidney. So I didn't have to go through radiation, no chemo, no nothing. It was uh, a blessing. Both times, as bad as cancer's been, I've, I've been blessed, brother. Well, now, the, heart, the heart deal, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> you know, but if anybody's listening, you know, along the line of, you know, Listen to that part of that story. It's like you, your health is so important, man. Yep. And it's so important. Yeah, a health, a health issue puts everything else in perspective. You're worried about work. You're worried about this. You're worried about payoff, whatever. All of a sudden, you throw in the health issue. Nothing else really matters. Well, we're sure glad you're still around, brother. I know well, a lot of people. I'm not so that, sure about you, but I know GDP is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're I'm right. in the hospital. Jake calls me, you know, he's like, Duggan, you can bump up your prices now. <laughs> did you? <That's>, <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, I, I followed the lead in a few things. Yeah. I know he did. Oh, yeah. Well, but it, it tells you, you, you got to listen to your body, right? Listen to your body. Well, no, no, you got to listen to the guy. I had no physical, I had no symptoms, no extra pee, no pain, no nothing, nothing. So, listen you to your wife is what you're saying. Yeah, almost 40 years together, brother. You know, it's it's been a great run, too. You know, a lot of folks hear the the, you know, the dark side of wrestling and all that. It's a, kind of the other side. I've been with Deborah, what, 38, almost 39 years. Uh, he never had to go to rehab for booze or drugs. I joke, I said, no felony arrest. 
the best, best known misdemeanor in wrestling history, though. <laughs> what was that? I was just the thirty. I was just the thirty fifth anniversary of me and the Sheik. I think uh, one of those one of those TV networks came down to the house and they filmed it. They're like it's thirty five years. I'm like forty years in the ring. The one thing you can talk about is me giving the Sheik a ride. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's your press. Uh, yeah, you, well, you guys want to hear that story? You got time for that story? Hell yeah! Uh, uh, yeah I know a lot of folks are interested, and it's uh, you know, Tommy Dreamer came up and he said, "You killed wrestling for me when I was a kid." <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you, Tommy. Thanks. You know. <laughs> no, anyway, so, man, this is right after WrestleMania three. Ninety three thousand people. I run down with a two by four. I we hit the sheik. I hit Nikolai Volkov. I chase everybody out of the ring. I'm standing in the middle of the ring. Ninety three thousand people. USA! I mean, I'm thrilled of a lifetime, right? Like two or three weeks later, I'm driving. I flew into Newark. We're going to Asbury Park. Just happened to run into the sheik. He's Duggan, maybe you give me a ride. Yeah, what the hell? She can't jump in the car. So we're heading down. He said, maybe we get some St. Pauli girl beer. I'm not a big beer drinker, Jacob. But I'd say, okay, well, I'll never drink another St. Pauli girl beer in my life. I'll promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got the St. Pauli girl beer. And I'm living in Louisiana that has drive through daiquiri huts and shit. You know, I'm just sipping on a beer. And I'm like, Sheik, you want to smoke a little whiskey? He's like, yeah, sure. So we broke out a doobie. We burn it. We're going down the Garden State Parkway. I go by a trooper. He's like, <laughs> he pulls me over. I'm sitting with a beer between my legs. I'm like, yes, sir, officer. He said, you're drinking while driving. I said, yes, but I'm not drunk. <laughs> he goes, it's illegal in New Jersey. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> he goes, yeah, do you have anything in the car you want to tell me about? And I know, you know, I got pot in the car. It's, you know, less than half an ounce. There's a couple of doobies. And my dad was, is chief of police in Glens Falls. I've been stopped by the cops in Louisiana to take the weed. So I'm like, yes, sir, officer. I have a small amount of marijuana under my seat. Out of the car, feet back and spread them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> USA. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. So now, you know, two big guys, other cops are coming here, and cops are all lined up. Now they pull the sheik out. The sheik, everybody, he had a purse. Everybody carried a purse. They open up the purse, three grams in separate containers on top of the purse. Boom. Now they got him hooked up. They were both on the Garden State Parkway. You get cigars. People are driving down the parkway. Hey, there's Hacksaw Duggan. And the Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> So, so anyway, uh, I got a ticket for drinking while driving and having less than however much weed I had. Was I got two tickets? Sheik had a felony arrest, so he had to go in front of a judge. He got bonded out. We still made the show that night. Wow! Oh my God! <laughs> and we didn't tell nobody. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, I called my wife that night, and I'm like, "Honey." We got popped, but nobody knows about it. <laughs> she called me. This is before internet, any of that stuff, right? Cell phones, any of that. She called me at seven in the morning. Everybody knows. Oh my god! My poor dad got intercepted at the police station. TV cameras. How about your kid getting busted for pot, coke, marijuana? And my dad's like, I don't know. So my first call was to my pop. And like I said, he's still chief of police. He said, did you get arrested for cocaine? 
I said, no, sir, I got arrested for marijuana. And he's like, oh, I chewed my butt a little bit. But then my family actually rallied around me because they realized what a huge shot it was to my career. And I didn't even realize it at that point. My second call was to Vince McMahon. And never in my life have I gotten through that quick to Vince, right? <laughs> Jim Duggan for Vince. Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, Jim Duggan for Vince McMahon. Click, click. Jim. And guys, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll remember to the day I'll die verbatim what he said to me. He goes, Jim, what have you done to us? And I said, Vince, I'm embarrassed and ashamed. He says, turn your tickets in and go home. Boom, and slammed the phone down. But back then, you had the big stack of tickets, you know. Right. And, uh, and that was it. And then he had that big meeting. This job this job is bigger than a uh, six-pack and a blow job. And Jake tried to schmooze it over with him, you know. And Jake called me later. And I said, oh, you're screwed, brother. <laughs> Don't look good. So it was, I really went off the deep end. Surprisingly, Deborah stayed with me for like two or three weeks. I was wide open. You know, I was kind of cutting down trees with axes. I'm shooting bunny rabbits in the backyard or A to Z on drugs, you know. And uh, finally, I kicked out of it and realized I had to get back to work. And I called Dusty down at WCW in Atlanta. And I set a meeting up. But before I went down, Pritchard called me and said, hey, don't do nothing drastic. We're going to bring you back. And they brought me back, and they always kept me strong, but they never put the big gas on me, you know. So I think uh, I was lucky to survive it uh, professionally. It was a huge blow to my career. You were white hot at that time, boy. No, I was hot. They, yeah, they were pushing me strong, brother. They, I got juice on TV, which was unheard of. You know, WrestleMania three. Yeah, it was literally from the uh, the penthouse to the poop house, and and one bad decision, but. You know, I'm not putting the heat on Sheik. I'm over 21. I made my decision, and uh, so I'll live with it. It's, and it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me, that's for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> your health is the most important agency. Well, even, yeah. But you did kick out, dude, and you did say strong oh. at that next spot. No, I had, I had a good run. Are you kidding? I had, I had a great spot. You know, I tell folks, we're not all lead singers in the band. <laughs> I'm back there playing the drums for 40 years. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I played bass. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good spot, brother. I yeah, had a you know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that's oh, oh, you mean the instrument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's a nice girl. <laughs> I got I got one to tell you guys. Jim had just came to the WWF. It's <laughs> first television. <laughs> his first television so I've been there a while man I knew what I was doing man boom I'm on the first tape I'm getting the hell out of there I'm done Jim comes there I said how long you when are you on he goes I, I, I think I'm done I said what are you doing still dressed let's get the hell out of here go someplace can we do that I said Jim they don't have you on the board what's the problem Get dressed, let's go. So he gets dressed. Go ahead, Jim. I'll let you finish it. <laughs> well, you gotta understand, you know what? Mid-South was a big territory. We do superdome shows and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'm ready for WW. You get up there, and it's a different level. 18 wheelers, limousines, buses, you know, the TV were there hours early. So, you know, I'm done. I'm standing there. Jake's like, well, you're done. I'm like, hey, he says, let's go. I'm like, you sure it's okay? He's like, yeah, come on, let's go. I'm like, okay, I get get dressed. I get in the car. We're driving down the road. We're about a half hour down the road. Jake leans over. He goes, 
man, I can't believe you left TV on your first day. Let me tell you my receipto, though, okay? So now we're in, <laughs> now we're in, we're in Chicago at the old Rosemont. And I think we were tagged or something. So anyway, Jake, we're the last two guys in the building. We're going up and uh, to get in the limo. They had a bank of doors. You know, I got like six, eight doors lined up. We open the doors, and you, there's still two or three hundred people out there, and they're all, oh, they're all real excited. And you can see the limo on the far side of the people, right? So we pull those doors shut. Jakers, you know, what are we going to do, hacker? And I'm like, I don't know, brother. One, two, three, we'll fight through the crowd. I'll meet you at the limo. Sounds good. He's like, I'm with you, brother. One, two, three, we opened the door. Jake went out. I pulled the door closed behind him. <laughs> I gave him a three count. I snuck out. Nobody saw me. I'm sitting in the limo. They're pulling on Jake. I got the damn snake on my shoulder. How about when we got the rockers? Remember, they tried to rib us by locking us in one night. Oh, yeah. yeah, we 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 left the building. There was a construction site, and they they bolted and locked the uh, the door, the gate, so we couldn't get out. Well, but we, we got out. We tried, <laughs> and, and we went through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and then we, we, we waited a while because revenge is a dish best served cold, right? Yeah. So, so we're talking on a cold, rainy night somewhere, and somebody toothpicked the doors of the rockers. I mean, they couldn't get in their car. I don't know. Who <laughs> 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 possibly could that have been? I don't know. What are they going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! So is, is Jake one of your you know closest longtime friends in wrestling? Would that be a yes? Thing? Yeah, but, but yeah, that yeah, that'd be yeah, pretty observant, buddy. I see what you mean. I see what you mean, Dee. I bring that up. I bring that up to see. He's still here. <laughs> I bring that up because to see Jake's journey and and the trials and tribulations he's overcome, uh, how special has that been for you as his friend to see where he is at today? And oh yeah, well, we, hey, that's part of friendship. You know, Jake and I, it hasn't been this way all the time. We've had our ups and downs, brother, and we haven't talked for a while. And we but but over years, over the years, especially at this point, you know, pretty any much that, that was your uh, guy you didn't get along with. It's like bygones be bygones. But after 40 years, you know, Jake and I, we, we relate a lot. We spent a lot of time in the car together. I, I traveled, traveled with Jake more than, than most anybody. And, uh, yeah. you know, we had a lot of fun. And, of course, don't ever let him give you directions to a strip joint. <laughs> He'll lead you right down. Tell this story, Jake. <laughs> with thorns. We, we were going to go to this gentleman's club. And yeah, that's what gentlemen's club. That's it. I'd gotten there. I'd, I'd gotten there the night before we were doing TV there, right? Right. So I find a hotel right next door to the gentlemen's club. Of course you did. And we're on the second floor, <laughs> so we get we wrestle. We shoot to the hotel. Get your ass cleaned up, Duggan. And he's in there trying to get cleaned up. I'm like, screw you. I'm leaving. Like it's right next door. So I go down the stairs, 
and well, I start to walk down the street. And he's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the club. It's like, ah, it's right there. Those bushes ain't nothing. Oh, and he's talking there like a fucking those bushes have oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. He gets to the club, he's juicing everywhere. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, I'll tell you a good one. Jake and I we were running to a town. We we're like in Mississippi, Georgia, somewhere, and, and we were late. You know, so imagine Jake and I being late for a show. <laughs> but we had, we had a great strategy back then. If you're going to be late, be so late that they're happy to see you. You know, yes. thank God you made it instead of where the hell you been. <laughs> thank God you guys made the show. But anyway, I got this big rented Lincoln and I'm driving. Jake's in the passenger seat and, and I'm pretty used to the snake. And the snake is in the bag and the bag's in the back seat. We're flying down the road and the snake would always try to get out of the bag. Well, a snake gets out of the bag this one time. We're flying down. I look in the mirror, and there's a big snake head over my shoulder, you know. <laughs> it felt like Harry Potter, right? <laughs> anyway, people are like, well, it's a python, and they're not poisonous. I said, no, but it's got a mouth like this. It'll definitely bite your ass, you know. So I hit the brakes, and we go sliding into, like, a Stucky's uh, Cracker Barrel restaurant, and the folks are all in their rocking chairs, and the kids are playing. We come sliding in in a big rented Lincoln. Jake and I jump out of the car. We pull open the back door. We grab the snake. We're fighting with the snake. We stuff it back in the bag and drive off. <laughs> so, you know, these days, people are going, you're not going to believe it? <laughs> these guys had a giant snake in the back of their car. <laughs> it was 40 foot long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, a little exaggeration, but yeah. And Jake also gave my bachelor party. That was a good one. We fly into Detroit. And Detroit, you know, had the landing strip, BTs. It was a great... and. <laughs> I won't tell that joke. <laughs> but it was a good town, you know, so we we get into Detroit and Jake said, I got a big party for a big oh it's Sunday. Everything's closed. Oh. And I'm like, oh I said, don't worry about it, brother. You know, we go to the hotel, I run up to my room, I drop off my bag, I run down to smoke up a doobie, run downstairs, open the door. Wall to wall, strippers, A to Z, anything you wanted. <laughs> I disappeared for three days. My my three sisters are like, what did they do? What did they do? <laughs> Jake scares my sisters sometimes. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, a good time. Mm -hmm. Jake the Snake Roberts bachelor party, that uh, yeah. organized bachelor. Party. Yeah, you don't get much better than that, brother. You can, yeah. <laughs> They they try to do that. Uh, what's that Hangover movie, man? No. <laughs> that tiger was our least of our problems. <laughs> based, loosely based on a true story. I got you. <laughs> there you go. That's, uh, that's good. Well, man, yeah, it was great seeing you, buddy. We're gonna get off this thing. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I love so you, great. bro. Good to see you, DD Jake. See you down the road, and you work on your stuff, brother. I'm going to, man. Oh, nice to meet you, man. Very Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's DDP Snake Pit. We'll see you next week right here on hey, Next Show. week, we got Enzo Amore, better known as Real One, coming on live on the show next week. Don't miss it. See ya. Be sure. <laughs>
Check out my store, man. Jason's <laughs> store. We'll see you guys next week. Right. Thanks, everybody.